You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Tayo po ngayon ay nagdi-discuss ng ating series 10. Ibig sabihin po, we are discussing about the Ten Commandments. And last week, I presented to you, if, kung di nyo nalilimutan, pa-prinisent ko yung traditional Ten Commandments na prinisent sa atin, at saka yung Ten Commandments na eksakto kung paano itong ay nakalagay sa Biblia. At mapapansin natin na doon pong sa Second Commandment, eh, nag-iba. Yung pong uh, traditional Ten Commandments, nawawala ho yung Second Commandment. Okay. Ngayon po, dyan po sa yung second commandment sa traditional wala. Ito pong, nakikita po yung Ten Commandments na ito, ito po yung talagang mismong mababasa nyo sa Bible, regardless of the kind of translations that you have. Okay? Wala pong Bible na wala yan. Lagi ko pong meron yan. Nakasulat po yan kahit King James, kahit NIV, kahit Catholic Bible, kahit na Protestant Bible, kahit ano pong klase ng Bible, ay uh, hindi po nawawala yan. Makikita po yan dyan lagi. Ten Commandments po yung ulit tuturo natin. At tayo po ngayon, nanaasay kalawang linggo na. Yung unang commandments natin, Thou shall have no other gods before me. At yung pangalawa po is, nakasulat dito is, Thou shall not make unto thee any graven images. Okay. Na bago ko po i-differentiate yung pagkakaiba ng one at saka two, dahil ang rason ng traditional commandments, pareho lang naman daw yung one at saka yung two. Nung ibinigay po ito kay Moses, let me just give you a background. Sila po ay nanggaling, at sinabi ko nga kaha nung nakaraan, is nanggaling sila sa Egypt. Okay? At doon sa Egypt, marami silang iba't ibang klase ng Diyos-Diyosan. Okay? Hundreds of gods they have. Ilan lamang po ito okay? sa mga Diyos-Diyosan nila. Pero sila po ay marami rong mga Diyos-Diyosan na sinasamba sa Egypt. At ang mga Diyos-Diyosan nito, dahil sa influence ng mga Egyptian sa mga Israelites, eh, in-embrace na rin nila na bahagi ng kanilang mga Diyos-Diyosan. Kaya naman, nung sila ay iniligtas ng Panginoon at tinanggal sila mula doon sa Egypto, at sila nagtangka ang Diyos, at dali sila sa lupang pangako, gumawa ang covenant ng Panginoon sa kanila sa pamamagitan ng Ten Commandments. Kaya ang Ten Commandments ay hindi lamang, hindi, huwag niyong isipin na sets of do's and don'ts lang huyan. Ito po yung pumasok yung relationship ng Diyos sa kanyang mga tao. Nagkaroon siya tinatang divine covenant with His people. At yung Ten Commandments ito, naka-stipulate po rito kung paano magre-respond ang mga anak ng Diyos sa Diyos. Sila ay dating pag-aari ng Egypt, pero nung sila inalis ng Panginoon sa Egypt, ngayon ang Panginoon na ang may-may-ari sa kanya, sa kanilang lahat. And so, kaya nagbigay ng Panginoon, He stipulated into these Ten Commandments is the way His people would respond to Him, Him as God, and them as His people. Kaya ang ibig sabihin, kaakibat nung pagmamayari ng Diyos sa kanila is wala na sila dapat na ibang mga Diyos-Diyosan. Amen. Yun yung taglay-taglay ng first commandment. Now, let us see the delineation of the first two commandments. Okay? First two commandments ng Panginoon. Nung una sinabi, You shall have no other gods before me. At nagpakilala siya, I am the Lord your God. The Lord your God, yung po yung pangalan ng Diyos Dahil noon, marami mga pangalan ng mga Diyos-Diyosan. Kaya ang Diyos ay nagpapakilala sa kanila. 
And at the same time, last week, pinag-aralan natin, yung ibig sabihin ng I am, especially in the New Testament, it's actually a revelation of Christ Jesus. Because Jesus is the great I am. Katulad nung kinakanta natin kanina dito. Okay? Now, so yung unang commandment, nakafocus siya, who we worship. Sino ang Diyos na ating sinasamba? Again, as, as I said a while ago, ang mga Diyos, Diyosa ng Egypt ang dating sinasamba ng mga Israelites. Pero ngayon, dapat iisa na lamang ang Diyos na kanilang sinasamba at ito ay ang ating Panginoong Diyos. Now, ano yung pangalawa? Yung pangalawa na kasulat doon, this is in ESV, You shall not make for yourself a grave image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So, wag kayong gumawa ng carved image. Sa ibang translations, graven images. Yung iba, idol. Okay? Sa iba-ibang translation. Ito'y nakapokus sa how we worship. How we worship. So, yung po yung isa, yung una, is who we worship. At yung pangala, how we worship. Hindi lamang usapat nakilala natin ng Diyos. Kinakalaalam din natin kung papaanong paraan natin siya sasambahin. Amen. So, our topic for today is is called idolatry. Say idolatry. Yan po ang subject ng ating pag-aaral sa oras sa ito, kaya tumayo po tayong lahat. Alam po ninyo, sa lahat po ng topic sa Ten Commandments, ito po ang medyo controversial ng kaunti. Especially in our culture, in our setting. Kaya po, we need the grace of God para pag-aralan po natin ito. Tignan natin kung ano sinasabi ng Biblia at maging bukas ang ating kaisipan sa pag-aaral ng salita ng Panginoon. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we call upon you. We just ask you, Father, to be with us, to sanctify your word more and more, especially when it comes to our heart. Lord, we ask you, Father, to open our minds, our hearts to the truth of your word. We entrust you everything. Holy Spirit, we invite you. We need you, Holy Spirit. Be with us, Lord God. And transform our old mindset and give us a new mind that is in accordance with the Word of God. Thank you so much, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mako po tayong lahat. Pinag-uusapan po natin kung ano yung Ten Commandments. Sabi po ng Exodus 20, verse 4 to 6, You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers of the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Now, it's so clear kung paano natin sasambahin ng Panginoon. It was fully described by God. Una sinabi niya is, paano tayo sasambahin sa Diyos? Do not make an idol. If we go back to the verse I read a while ago, you shall not make for yourself a carved image. Wag daw tayong gagawa ng anumang carved image o yung hinulmang imahe. Okay? Now, hindi po ako nagsasabi niyan, hindi ko rin po inimbento yan. Yan po ay nakasulat na sa Biblia. Okay? Anong sabi po ron? Anong ibig sabihin? Regardless of the kind of image, wala akong prinescribe na Bawal kang gumawa ng imahe, pero yung ganito allowed. Wala pong sinabing ganun. Dahil sabi, you shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above and that 
is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So kahit sa langit, sa lupa, at sa ilalim ng lupa, huwag kang gagawa ng anumang imahe na kamuka nung sa mga naroon. Kahit sabi nating uh, angel naman yung gagawin kong imahe, eh, di ba uh, godly yun? Kasi angel na yun. O yung mga nangamatay na mga mananampalataya, alimbawa si St. Paul o kaya si St. Peter, sila ay nasa langit na ngayon, hindi ba pwede yun? Siniguro ng Diyos sa pamamagitan ng kanyang utos na huwag tayong gagawa. Ang sabi po is, you shall not make for yourself. And God was not setting any form of condition. Huwag kang gagawa. Carve image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath. Remember this, when God was giving these Ten Commandments to His people, He was not just actually talking, He was not just talking to the Israelites at that particular generation, but even on the generations to come. As God's people, that's the provision of the Lord. Now, we are the church right now. We are the spiritual Israelites. So we are covered by this as well. That we, sh- we should have no other gods before Him. And the way we worship Him, we don't worship Him using a particular representation. The God who said this does not change. Yung sinabi niya noon, ayun po rin yung sinasabi niya ngayon. Now, para maunawa natin ng mabuti ito, pagkatapos ng Ten Commandments sa Exodus 20, muling binalikan ng Panginoon yung maliwanag na explanation patungkol dito. Sa Exodus 20, 22-23, and also verse 25, ron, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell the Israelites this, You have seen for yourselves that I have spoken to you from heaven. Do not make any gods to be alongside me. Ibig sabihin, kasi meron pong particular na reliyon sa ating, sa ating lipunan ngayon, hindi lamang sa Pilipinas, kundi all over the world, na maliban sa tunay na Diyos, may iba pang mga Diyos-Diyosan. Okay? May iba't ibang pangalan pa ng mga iba't ibang Diyos-Diyosan, parang para sigurado raw, para sigurado, kung sino yung tunay na Diyos, at least di sila nagkamali. Parang ginagawa tuloy, parang taya na lang sa sugal. Ang sinasabi dito, huwag kang maglalagay ng kahit anumang alongside me. Hindi pwedeng yung tunay na Diyos, pagkatapos ay mayroong iba pang mga Diyos-Diyosan, at sasasipay mo at sasabihin, anyway, okay lang naman kasi sinasamba ko rin naman si Jesus Christ. So, pwede rin yung iba pa. And if I'm not mistaken, ang Buddhism ay ganoon yung klase ng kanilang paniniwala. Kaya acceptable yung ibang bang mga Diyos-Diyosan. Do not make any gods to be alongside me. Do not make for yourselves gods of silver or gods of gold. If you make an altar of stones for me, do not build it with dressed stones, for you will defile it if you use a tool on it. So, ang Diyos ay nagpagawa ng altar because there was no form for them. It is somehow just God's way of letting them know that they should worship God. Ang sabi po ng Diyos doon, do not build it with dressed stones. Sabihin, huwag kayong magka-carve ng stones ng any form, in any likeness, and then you put clothes in it. Okay? Okay, lalagyan nyo ng kung ano-anong mga disenyo to make it look like something or someone. The idol is a misrepresentation of God. 
God, there is only one God and He is Spirit. And God said in Isaiah chapter 42, verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to carve idols. So, he, ang glory na dapat maibigay sa Diyos ay sa Kanya lang, exclusive lang sa Kanya. Hindi dapat itong malagyan ng katabi. Now, when we talk about idolatry, of course, it is already given from the preaching that I had in, this, in, in the past na ang idols dito ay hindi lamang yung mga carved image, even the carved image that we put into our hearts. At bahagi na, nung binanggit kanina ni Ray, ay yung money. O sino yung nag-transition? Si, ano, si Alden. Is money can be a god too. Hindi pa pwedeng tunay na Diyos, tapos yung pera din, just Diyosan mo rin, hindi dahil sa yan ay tinitirikan mo ng kandila, kundi dahil yun ang nag-uubos ng iyong lakas, nag-uubos ng iyong oras, nag-uubos ng iyong atensyon, na pinapantay mo na siya ng katulad ng sa Diyos. Kaya nga yung first commandment belongs to God at nagpakilala kung sino siya because God should always be first. Amen. There should no number two God, number three God, number four God. There should be only one God and He should be number one in our lives. Amen. Amen. Okay. Dito po sa may Acts 17, verse 29 to 30. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the art and imagination of men. Ano pong sabi nun? Art and imagination of men. Sabi ng ibang mga new age today, sabi nila, okay lang yun dahil yun ay, yun ay art. Ito ay uh, imahinasyon ng tao, creativity ng tao. But it's so obvious that it's not just an ordinary picture. When you already put candles on it, when you offer some sacrifices on it, it becomes an idol. When people start praying on, on a particular stone, that is already worship. Because prayer is only addressed to someone who can hear you 24 hours a day. Ibig sabihin, omnipresent siya, omnipotensya. Kaya niyang pakinggan yung panalangin ng libo-libo, milyon-milyon, bilyong-bilyon, at trilyong-trilyong tao. Kahit sabay-sabay na nalalangin, naririnig yan ng Diyos dahil siya ay Diyos. Do you agree? Kahit ito mag-pray tayo, yung nasa Amerika may nagpipray, kaya pakinggan lahat ng Diyos yang ating mga panalangin. Kasi sa, sa law, meron din tinatawag na prayer. Pero iba naman po ang ibig sabihin nun. Ibig sabihin nun, apila. Okay? Pakiusap. Yung parang silang, silang nananalangin sila sa korte. Hindi po yung spiritual act. It's an appeal. Okay? But when we use prayer in terms of addressing your, your prayer into someone, it means it must only be addressed to God. Because God is the only one who has the capacity to listen to our prayers and answer those prayers. Amen. Maring sabi niya, it is just a means. Parang magmimediate lang naman. There's only one God in mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. And if you are looking for an image that would represent God, Jesus is the exact representation of God. No one else. Now, tingnan niyo yung verse 30. It's, it's good to know this. The times of ignorance, may binabanggit doon na times of ignorance, ibig sabihin, yung mga panahog, hindi niyo pa alam. Okay? The time of ignorance, God overlook. So, sinasabi sa kanila, total, hindi nyo pa naman ako kilala noon. Hindi nyo pa alam yung pamamaraan ng tamang pagsamba sa akin. God overlook. Sabi nyo, overlook. overlook. 
somehow it's quite comforting that if before hindi natin alam, pero nagkukumit na pala tayo ng idolatry, pero dahil sa hindi pa natin alam, in-overlook ng Panginoon. Pero may bago siyang instruction. Anong sabi doon? But now, sabi niyo now, He commands all people everywhere to repent. Sino yung all people na binabanggit dito? Yung all people dito na binabanggit, una, yung mga anak ng Diyos, at pangalawa, yung mga taong sumamba sa mga Diyos-Diyosan. Dahil kung hindi ka lang masumamba sa Diyos-Diyosan, ba't ka magre-repent? Even if it is out of ignorance, because may kasabihan po tayo, ignorance of the law excuses no one. So kahit hindi mo alam, pero ngayon alam mo na, magsisi ka pa rin. At anong ibig sabihin ng pagsisisi? It's not just saying, I am sorry. It is also a 180 degrees. Tatalikuran mo yung kasalanan at gagawin mo yung tama. Kung ito yung mali, repentance is not just asking for God for forgiveness or saying, sorry Lord, kundi change of heart, change of mind, and change of ways. That's what repentance is. Amen. So, at the time, may mga panahon na sa buhay natin, nagkaroon tayo ng ignorance, hindi natin alam na yung pag-uukol pala natin ng atensyon, yung pagbibigay natin ng pananalangin, yung pag-aalay natin ng mga bagay na meron tayo sa isang Diyos, Diyosan, ay isa palang kasalanan in-overlook na ng Panginoon yun. Dahil ngayon, alam na natin at i-overlook totally ng Panginoon yun if you will repent now. Amen. Kung tayo ay magsisisi na. At ang sinasabi roon, now He commands all people everywhere to repent. Dahil lahat po tayo ay nagkasala in one way or the other ng kasalanang pagsamba sa Diyos Diyosan. Nang tao ay lakihain ng Diyos, ang Diyos ang tatawa ay nagkakausap doon sa paraiso. Face to face. Pero namahiwalay po ang tao at ang Diyos dahil sa kasalanan, because of our failure or because of our original sin, because of the sin of men, naihiwalay tayo sa Diyos at tayo po kayo naging vulnerable magkaroon ng Diyos-Diyosan sa puso natin. Anything can be our God. Yung asawa mo, yung girlfriend mo, yung boyfriend mo, pwede mong maging Diyos-Diyosan. Ang salapi, ang karir mo, ay pwede mong maging Diyos-Diyosan. Pati ministry mo, ay pwede maging Diyos-Diyosan. Anything can be your God. Naintindihan po ba ninyong ibig kong sabihin? Although in this commandment, it's so particular, dahil nga nanggaling sila sa isang kulturang napakataming Diyos-Diyosan, very hinit ng Panginoon yung particular problem nila. Mahilig silang gumawa ng mga Diyos-Diyosan imbis na ang Diyos ang dapat na gumagawa ng lahat ng bagay at dahil ang tunay ni Diyos naman talaga ang lumika ng lahat ng bagay, ang sinasamba ng mga tao ay yung mga bagay na kanilang nilikha imbis na sa manlilikha. Amen. Ano pa yung susunod na sinasabi sa atin ng Panginoon? Hindi lang sa hindi tayo gagawa, do not bow down or serve an idol. Sabi ng verse 5, you shall not bow down. Say, bow down. You shall not bow down to them. Bakit ano ang kaiba sa bow down? It was an act that they used to do in order to worship an idol. Ginagawa nila yan, kaya nung binanggit yan ng Panginoon, naintindihan nilang ibig sabihin nun. 
bagamat sa ibang bansa, makita natin yung pag-bow down is also an act of uh, respect. Di ba? Sa Japanese, di ba? Nagbabaw down. Sign of respect. Wala namang problema doon. But bowing down to an idol, having in mind that that is your act of worship, is being prohibited by God. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. Pinaglilingkuran. Misan, yun yung mga Diyos-Diyos na pinaglibibigyan nila ng hain. Alam nyo ba na sa ibang bansa ay may mga Diyos-Diyos ang sila na ang inihahain nila ay tao? Naniniwala ba kayo? Maniwala na kayo. Sinasabi ko na meron. Okay. Kung ano-ano kanilang mga inaalay bilang pagsamba nila sa Diyos-Diyos na yun. Kasama na ho dito, bagamat sinabi nyo po nito mga carved image, may mga Diyos-Diyosan din sila, pati yung araw, sinasamba nila, yung buwan, sinasamba nila, yung kapaligiran, sinasamba nila. Meron pang iba, puno, sinasamba yung particular na puno. Alala nyo ba, minsan may nabalita yung puno, pinakasalan ng isang lalaki. Inisip ko lang paano sila nag-honeymoon. It's an, actually, that's another form that's another form of idolatry. Ano bang rason? Kasi minsan, yung, kung babalikan ko yung una kanina, minsan magtataka tayo sa sabi natin, Pastor, bakit naman pwede ganito? Baka pwede naman ganun. Kasi naman, nung nabubuhay pa yung tao na yun, eh naglilingkod naman kay Lord yun. Kaya ginawa namin siya ng imahe at sinabi namin, siya si San Pedro. O siya ay si San, si San Juan. O siya ay si San, San Ganyan kung saan-saan nila na, naisip yun. Okay? Ma, baka pwede naman. Kaya lang sabi ng Lord, eh, you shall not make, diretso eh, you shall not make any graven images or any carved image. Ano mang uri na nilikha ng tao. Alam ko pong marami sa inyo ay nanggaling sa, sa background ng uh, uh, Roman Catholic Church at maaaring iba sa inyo ay bahagi pa rin po nito. Pero nais ka lang buksan ng inyong kaisipan. Wala po akong interest to hit any particular religion. I'm just merely reading to you and explaining the Word of God. And I'm doing it with love. Sinasabi to ng Panginoon, sabi niya, For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Ano ba ang ibig sabihin ng jealous God? Kasi subject sa mis- misinterpretation nito, kapag hindi natin naintindihan, is it a selfish kind of love? Is it a uh, kind of love or is it a jealous that we know na kaya nag-aaway yung mag-asawa dahil nagseselos yung asawa sa kanyang sa kanyang asawang babae o sa kanyang asawang lalaki ang jealous mo na binabanggit dito is a divine jealousy of God God doesn't want to share the glory with anybody God would like exclusive devotion from us na wala tayong ibang Diyos-Diyosan maliban sa Kanya. Is it for God's benefit dahil ang Diyos ay insecure? Tandaan niyo po ang bagay na ito, God is still God even without us. But without God, we are nothing. Kahit na nung wala pa ho tayo, ang Diyos ay kompleto. God is already a God of love even though we still don't exist. Why? Because the Father loves the Son, and the Son loves the Father by the Holy Spirit, and they are overwhelming with love, and they created each and 
every one of us to be part of that fellowship with God. Amen? Nilikha tayo ng Diyos, maging bahagi tayo ng love fellowship between the Father and the Son by the Holy Spirit. What a privilege! Could you imagine magiging bahagi tayo ng pamilya ng Diyos? That's why we are called the family of God. Because we are now connected with God. And all the days of our lives, we must always be connected with God. Because if we live these lives outside of God's connection, then that's the problem would begin. Magkakaproblema tayo. Ang dami na nga problema sa mundo dahil sa ating pagkakawalay sa Diyos. Eh. Kaya nga prone tayo na magkaroon ng Diyos Diyos. At kapag hindi tayo careful, it's because of man's fault to sin. God is a jealous God. It's a protection that God would like to give us. It is not for God's benefit. It is for our benefit. Amen. Iba po yung klase ng jealousy na nangyayari, kaya minsan ang mag-asawa hindi na makatagal sa isa't isa dahil sa sobrang pagsiselos ni Mrs. kay Mr. o kaya pagsisobrang selos naman ni Mr. kay Mrs. na konting kibot na lang, selos ng selos yung babae o selos ng selos yung lalaki, kaya nangyayari, nagkakaroon ng paghihiwalayan. Hindi po yun yung klase ng jealousy na ibinibigay ng Diyos. It's not the jealousy that separates, that destroys, but it's a kind of jealousy that brings us back to God in our exclusive devotion to Him. It's a kind of jealousy that would provide benefits for us and protection for us. Na kapag tayo nagkakasala at nahuhumaling tayo sa kasalanan, nagagalit ang Diyos, nagseselos ang Diyos dahil ang gusto niya exclusively under God's care ang bawat isa sa atin. You get that point? Now, ang tanong ko, masama ba ang pagseselos sa asawa? Depende sa klase ng pagseselos. My wife would somehow tell me, Sweetheart, ingat ka dyan kasi iba nararamdaman ko sa babaeng yan. Eh, alam nyo, mga babae, mas malakas ang discerning spirit eh. Sabi nila, suspicious spirit yon pastor. Hindi. <laughs> By instinct, mas malakas ang discerning spirit ng mga babae. So, pagka narinig ko sa asawa nung una, nung una kami bago mag-asawa, ini-ignore ko lang yon. Kasi, syempre, Ako bilang nangangaral ng salita ng Panginoon, anyone can come to me. And uh, hindi ko na hindi ako nag-iisip ng kung ano-ano mang bagay. But my wife would be there by my side until mag-iingat ka dun, ha. Kasi iba nararamdaman ko sa kanya. Kasi malagkitang pagtingin sa iyo. <laughs> ako naman, syempre, I would take it constructively. Why? Dahil she's my wife. Dahil ako ako'y mahulog sa kasalanan, Kahit na nakikita na ng asawa ko na mayroong problema, hindi niya ako winarning. Ano mangyayari sa buhay ko? Matatanggal ako sa pagkapastor. Tama ho ba? Masisira ang buhay ko. Masisira ang maaari kami maghiwalay. Malalaman ng mga anak ko. Naku po, palaking problema ho yan. So, my wife would whisper into my ears, say those things. That's what you call divine jealousy. Nagwa-warn, it protects. It brings us together. Kaya nga mas lalong nagiging maganda yung relationship namin. The more reason I, give, I have to give time for my wife, the more reason I do my obligation to my wife, and vice versa, to bring our relationship closer to one another. Para mas maging matatag pa yung aming bonding. Nakuha po ninyong ibig kong sabihin. Lalo na nung bago pa lang kaming, bago pa lang mga kaming kasal, nagsisimula pa lang, 
Siyempre, may tsura din naman yung asawa ko. At higit sa lahat, magaling siyang pipili. <laughs> Siyempre, ako magwa-warning din ho ako sa kanya, sa kanyang manakahalubilong mga kalalaki, at hindi lang siya sa akin. Okay? So, siya ako, wina-warningan ko din siya, bakit? My intention is to protect our relationship. Amen? And there's nothing wrong with that. Pero kung nagsiselos yung asawa mo, dahil may, nakikit, may nakitang larawan sa pitaka mo, bakit litrato ng sekretary mo ang nararian sa pitaka mo at hindi litrato ko? Papalusot ka ngayon. Mo, hindi ba nakikitignan mo mabuti ang picture? Oo, litrato ng sekretary ko, pero hindi ba, hindi ba tinititigang mabuti kung anong dahilan, kung bakit siya ay nasa loob ng pitaka ko? Kasi halos hawig na hawig kayo. Kaya ako nilagay dyan para maalala kita. <laughs> Magandang ali ba yun, ano? Pero hindi lulusot kay misis niya, baka sapuking ka. <laughs> Same thing with God. Lord, kamukha mo naman itong imahe na ito eh. Pwede ko na rin siyang sambahin dahil total kamukha mo, ikaw na rin. E kung kayong mga misis, pag nakita niyo yung litrato ng sekretaryo ng asawa ninyo at nariya sa loob ng kanyang pitaka, tapos sasabihin niyo, eh kasi kamukha mo naman, ay malamang yung litrato na yun ay isapok niyo sa mister ninyo. Andiyan po ba kayo? Same thing with God. Now, all idolatry is, sabi na sabi po ni Walter Kaiser in his commentary, all idolatry is a competitive rivalry to the honor and glory due only to God and His character. So any form na makakaagaw magiging kakumpetensya ng Diyos sa kanyang honor and glory eh, ay matatawag pong idolatry. Halimbawa, kami pong mga pastor, nagpipris kami, maraming na-bless amin, and, but ang naging problema, halimbawa, itinake namin yung glory for ourselves instead of us giving the glory to God. Eh, nagiging idol namin yung aming sarili. Andiyan po kayo. Eh, ang mga Pilipino pa naman, mahilig pa naman, lalo na pagka isang religious leader, ay eh, halos-halos sambahin nila yung isang, isang religious leader na yun. Na kahit anong ipadala sa kanila, talagang dadalhin nila. Kahit anong ipagawa sa kanila, gagawin nila na misang hindi na iniisip just because hinahangaan nila yung religious leader na yun. Pag sinabi ng religious leader na yun, na sila ang son of God, the appointed son of God, lahat ng followers naniniwala dahil sa kanilang paghanga doon sa isang religious leader na yun. Adyan po kayo? May kilala ba kayong ganun? Kailan pa nagkaroon ng appointed son of God? Eh sa Bible, isa lang ang son of God. You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and sabi ni Peter. This was not revealed to you by men, but this was revealed to you by my Father who is in heaven. So walang kapalit si Jesus. So may tendency mga tao, kapag ka isang religious leader, okay, ang lahat ng attention ay nasa kanya, mistulang halikan siya, mistulang sambahin siya, hindi man sinasabing sambahin, pero halos lahat yung acts na kanilang ginagawa ay halos sambahin na yung religious leader. Yung po yung essence kung bakit ayaw namin magsuot ng mga puting damit na may mga palamuting ginto. At pagbaba namin dito, hindi namin kayo pinapahalik sa mga singsing namin. Kasi anything and anyone can be an idol if we are not careful. God will not share His glory and honor to anyone, not even to graven images. Amen. Sabi po ng Exodus 20 verse 5, 
Yung binabanggit ng Panginoon, itutuloy po natin yung sa, uh, sa verse 5, letter B, visiting the iniquity of the fathers to the children to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me. Nakita po niya yung image na yan. Matapos tanggapin ni Moses yung Ten Commandments sa Diyos at siya'y bumaba. Alam ba yan, kinagulat niya? Kasi kabibigay lang ng Diyos ng utos sa kanya, nakita niya yung mga anak ng Diyos sa pangungunan ay Aaron na nagpadala sa buyo ng mga tao na gumawa tayo ng Diyos-Diyosa na ating masasamba dahil tagal-tagal ni Moses. Apat na pong araw, si Moses na nawawala, naiinip na sila. Sa so, ano ang kanilang ginawa? Gumawa sila, nagkuha sila ng mga alaas sila, ng hikaw, ng singsing, na ginto. Ito ay tinunaw at ito ay ginawang golden calf. At dito ay naglagay sila ng mga sacrifices. They bow down to the golden calf and they worship that golden calf. Kaya nga yung unang pagbibigay ng Ten Commandments sa galit po ni Moses ay kanyang nabasag. Now, may penalty po kasi may consequence Kaya sabi ko, pag sinabi ng sinabi ng Diyos sa atin ito, it is not for God's benefit, it is to our benefit. Sa ESB, ito po ang translation. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generation. Now, tignan natin yung New Living Translation. Mas maliwanag, mas explained. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. Even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. Kaya po nakakapasok yung tinatawag na curse sa tao dahil sa kanilang pagsamba sa Diyos-Diyosan. Hindi sa tunay na Diyos, kundi sa Diyos-Diyosan. Ang nadadamay is yung, ito yung tinatawag na generational curse. To the third and fourth generation, yung epekto. I laid the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected. To the third, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. Meron nung parusa. Meron sumpa na nakakapasok sa loob ng pamilya. Down the line, kahit na yung second, third, and fourth generation ay nadadamay because of this sin. So, ibig sabihin, hindi ordinaryong kasalanan ito. Kaya nga siya nasa number 2. Sabi ng Psalm 115, verse 3 to 8. Our God is in heavens. Is in the heavens. He does all that He pleases. Their idols are silver and gold and the work of human hands. They have mouths, but do not speak. Eyes, but do not see. They have ears, but do not hear. Noses, but do not smell. They have hands, but do not feel. Feet, but do not walk and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. Anong ibig sabihin ng verse 8? Yung mga gumagawa nito ay nagiging katulad nila. They have mouths, but do not speak. Instead of praying the right kind of prayer, they cannot. The eyes, but do not see, they are spiritually blind as well. They have ears but do not hear. They can't hear the voice of God through their conscience. Noses but not do not smell. They have weak, discerning spirits. They have hands but do not feel. They do have, may mga kamay sila, but do not feel. Hindi nakararamdam. Ibig sabihin, kulang sa compassion. Kulang na sila sa sense of doing good things. Fit but do not walk. Instead of walking according to the word of God, they do the opposite. They do not make a sound in their throat. 
they cannot worship God in a meaningful way. Kaya nga ang Diyos, sinabi sa kanila kung papaano silang dapat nasasamba, hindi sa pamamagitan ng idols, hindi sa pamamagitan ng pagbaw sa kanila o paglilingkod sa kanila. You know what? The privilege that we have today because of what Jesus Christ did, we can pray to God anytime. Amen. And anywhere, we can pray to God. Hindi mo kailangan pumunta kahit sa ang bundok para masamba ang Diyos. Hindi mo kailangan pumunta sa isang makipaggagulo ka sa siksikan ng napakaraming taon, nagkatapak-tapak na para mahawakan lang at masamba yung kanilang Diyos. At iniisip nila, pagka nahawakan nila, sila ay blessed na. We can have God's blessing even at this moment when you pray to God, you are connected right away with the Lord. Amen. Noon uso-uso yung telepono, may kaparty line ka. Ay, huwag ko naabutan ninyo pa yon Pero si Ray, naabutan niya yon <laughs> Yung pagka may cashier, kalamong kausap mo eh, yung parang kaibigan mo pala, iba na. O lahat, marami pala nakakarinig. May kaparty line. Pero ngayon, hindi na uso yung party line. Praise God. <laughs> okay? Lobat na lang minsan, o kaya yung out of line, o kaya, ang tawag doon, walang signal. Pero ang Diyos, 24 hours, laging may signal. Kahit saan ka, may signal. At anytime you speak to God, hindi busy ang Panginoon, walang kaparty line, pwede kang kumunekta sa Diyos 24 hours a day at naririnig ka ng Panginoon. Amen? What a privilege. If you want blessing, huwag ko kayong lalapit sa akin at hawak-hawakan nyo yung damit ko at ipupunas ninyo sa inyo. Huh? Magagalit po ang Diyos. Pati ako magagalit dahil hindi ko alam saan kayo galing. Okay. Now, how are we supposed to worship God? Mahalin natin ang Panginoon. Ang sabi ron, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commands. Sa paanong paraan natin sasambahin ng Diyos? Sa pamamagitan ng pagmamahal sa Kanya and it's being manifested by our obedience to His commandments. Sabi ng John 14:15, if you love me, keep my commands. That is the best way for us to worship Him. I remember my daughter, Sabi ko sa kanya, bago siya umalis, papuntang Singapore, dahil alam ko, ma-expose siya sa iba't ibang kultura. Sabi, sabi sa akin, Daddy, ano po yung bilin ninyo sa akin? Anak, isang bagay lang naman lagi, noon hanggang ngayon, ang lagi kong sinasabi sa iyo. Wala akong do's and don'ts. Ang sasabihin ko lang sa iyo, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and mind. Dahil kung mahal mo ang Panginoon, hindi ka gagawa ng anumang bagay na makasasakit sa puso ng Diyos. Kung mahal mo ang Panginoon, magiging mabuti kang bata. Magtatrabaho ka ng buong husay dahil lahat ng ginagawa mo ay dapat nakasentro dahil sa pagmamahal mo sa Panginoon. Sabi po ni John Calvin, the human heart is an idol factory. Meron ho tayong tendency. Lahat tayo walang exempted. Pwede ho tayong magkaroon ng just Diyosan sa ating puso. Sa papanong paraan ba natin dapat sasambahin talaga ang Panginoon? Sabi ni John 4:23 to 24. Yet a time is coming and has now come when true worshipers, say true worshipers, will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is a spirit and his worshipers must worship in the spirit and in truth. Now, ano po ang ibig sabihin ng God is a spirit? hindi siya nakikita. At dahil sa ang Diyos ay hindi nakikita, 
it requires faith for us to worship Him. Because faith is a substance of things so for and the evidence of things not seen. Alam mo na ang Diyos ay nag-exist kahit hindi mo nakikita. Amen. Hindi mo kinakalang may makita kang Diyos-Diyosan para maisip mong ikaw ay anyway kumukonekta sa Diyos. God is just in your heart if you just talk to Him fervently. If you talk to God in your own words, God can hear you. It takes faith to do that. Dahil hindi mo nakikita ang Diyos, mamano ka mananampalatay. That's basically the essence of faith. Faith is substance of things so forth and the evidence of things not seen. Now, para magkaroon ng substance, yung tunay na pagsamba sa Diyos, ito po yan. Para magkaroon kayo ng image in your mind how to truly worship God. Worship is total devotion and praise to God. You may be singing into this place, but if your heart is not with God, we are wasting time. This is, we are singing to the Lord before our service and even after the end. Do we do that with total devotion and praise to God? That's worship. Worship is living a life that honors Him. Kapag hindi ka nagtaksil sa asawa mo, ginagawa mo yun dahil mahal mo ang Panginoon. Amen. When you have a good relationship with your children, you have time with them, you are a responsible father, a responsible husband, then you are worshiping God. When you are a responsible wife, an honoring wife, then you are doing it for God, then that's worship. A life that honors God. Amen. Worship is acknowledging Him in all your ways before making any particular decision. Bago ka magpakasal, bago ka uh, bumili ng kahit anumang bagay, o bago ka gumawa ng any significant decision, especially if it is a crucial one, kikilalanin mo muna siya sa buhay mo. Lord, ano ba ang kalooban mo? Amen. Worship is serving Him and giving Him your best. Ibibigay mo yung the best mo kay Lord. Sa kahit anumang bagay, that's why ikaw nagbibigay ka ng offering, hindi dahil sa binabayaran mo ang Diyos. Lord, ha, nagbigay ako ng tithes and offering ko, dapat ibalik mo agad yan, sampung ulit. <laughs> Misang ganun tayo. Ang nagiging Diyos natin, hindi talaga si Lord, bata yung blessing, yung balik ng blessing. Worship is submitting your will and whole life to Him. Yung pagpapasakop mo sa Diyos, at nang yung kalooban, Lord, hindi yung kalooban ko mangyari, kundi yung kalooban mo. That's worship. Worship is making Him as the center of your life. Kahit sa trabaho mo, sa negosyo mo, sa marriage mo, sa finances mo. Even on ordinary things that you do, if you honor God with that and make Him as the center of your life, then that is worship. Worship is giving God all the glory due His name. Na naman ang papuring natanggap mo, Ibabalik mo lahat ang papuri at karangalan sa Diyos. That's worship. The Bible says in Romans 12:1, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Ibig sabihin ng present your bodies as a living sacrifice ng buong buhay mo ay nakaalay na sa Diyos. You know what? Our worship today becomes valid. Valid to God. It's because Christ did the ultimate sacrifice for our sins. Jesus is our representative to God. Jesus is our ultimate worship to God. Remember in the Old Testament, God asked them to make a temple. And then mag-aalay sila ng hayop ng walang bahid, sakit at depekto. 
at yung dugo nito ay iwiwisik doon sa loob ng templo para malinis ang kasalanan ng tao. That was actually an act of worship. Offering the sacrifice at the altar of God. Christ, when He came, He did that ultimate sacrifice. Christ gave His life on the cross as a living sacrifice. Shed His only blood. And because of that, Christ became the only mediator between God and man. That's the reason why we can worship Him in spirit and in truth. Because Jesus is our ultimate worship that became acceptable to God. Every time we worship God, we worship God through Christ Jesus. Why? Because the Son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. After He had provided purification for sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty in heaven. Because of what Jesus Christ did, Tayo man po ay nagkakasala ng idolatry, there is always forgiveness and we can always go back to the true worship of God. Why? Because Jesus became our ultimate worship to God. And Jesus is the one that should be in the altar of our hearts at this very moment. Not one idol, but only through Christ we can make a worship acceptable to God. Because every time we come to God, and we present ourselves and we worship Him, we do things for His glory, God the Father would always look into our hearts at ang makikita niya ay yung inialay na banal na dugo ng ating Panginoong Yesus. Therefore, our life, our whole being, everything that we do, our worship becomes acceptable to God because Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice and He became our ultimate worship to God. Amen. Let's bow down our head. Lord, we know we are guilty. We are guilty of idolatry. We have idolized people. We have idolized several people in our lives, several things in our lives. We ask for your divine forgiveness. Salamat, Panginoon, ang mensaheng ito ay nabigyan ng pagkakataon na ipangaral, mahirap man but your word is true. Kami pong lahat ay guilty, Panginoon. In one way or the other, all of us are guilty. And as our head bowed down, eyes closed, ano yung mga bagay na naging Diyos-Diyosan sa buhay natin? Ito ba yung literal na carved idol? Ito ba yung mga iniidolo mong mga artista o politiko? o yung mahal mo sa buhay, o yung mga bagay na pag-aari mo, ano ang mga naging idol sa buhay mo? Now you can call to God because He always listens. I would like you to confess your idols to Him. I don't know specifically the idol that you have in your heart, but I would like you to surrender that anything that consumes your effort, your time, your attention, your devotion, is your idol. And I want you to surrender that before the Lord. Lord, I ask you to listen to the prayers of your people, Lord. This is your command for us to repent. That we must repent now. 
We don't like our children and our children's children to experience that generational curse. Can you just repeat after me in this prayer? Lord Jesus, patawarin mo po kami sa mga idols na nasa buhay namin. Linisin mo kami ng iyong banal na dugo. Linisin mo kami, Panginoon, completely. Simula nung kami bata pa hanggang sa kasalukuyan, sinusuko namin sa iyo lahat ng mga naging idols sa buhay namin. Patawarin mo kami, Panginoon. Bigyan mo kami ng bagong puso. Gawin mong altar ang aming puso. At sa altar na yon, si Jesus lamang ang aming Panginoon. Salamat po. Sa lahat po ng mga naririto, maring bago lang kayo. And you have not yet surrendered your life to Jesus. But you would like to have an eternal life would like to have eternal salvation, I would like to give you this opportunity. Ayos ko po kayong ipag-pray. If you are that person, taas lang po ninyo yung inyong kamay, handa ko kayong ipanalangin. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, can you just lift up your hands? Yes, salamat po. Patid. Nakita ka ng Panginoon. Don't be afraid. This is your personal decision. It is not dependent on the person beside you. It is not dependent on who, on how many you are. This is your personal decision before God. Just lift up your hands. Don't be afraid. Thank you, Jesus. Sa nagtaas po ng kamay, Sumabay lang po kayo sa panalangin ito sa mo, Panginoong Jesus. Salamat sa pag-ibig mo sa akin. Salamat sa iyong pagmamahal. Inaamin ko, Panginoon, ako po'y nagkasala sa iyo. Linisin mo ako at pakabanalin. Sa aking puso, tinatanggap kita bilang aking Panginoon at sariling tagapagligtas. Simula sa oras na ito, ang buhay kong ito, ang puso kong ito ay para na lamang sa iyo. Buksan mo ang aking paningin para makilala pa kita. Bigyan mo ko ng spiritual understanding upang sa pagbabasa ko ng iyong salita makilala pa kita. Panginoon, salamat sa bagong puso, sa bagong buhay at sa buhay na walang hanggan. Salamat po. 